0: Happy? Are you really happy? Praise the Lord. It's good to be here tonight. I give honor to this church. I love this church very dearly. Give double honor to Pastor and Sister Mayo. Love them. Appreciate our leadership and headship. Jesus' name. I love him. My wife. My little baby boy. He might be little, but he's got a big name, doesn't he? Amen. In Jesus' name. Let's go to the word of the Lord tonight. The book of Psalms, chapter 69. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Right now is no time as Apostolic person of God to be lax or lazy, but right now is a perfect time. I don't know about you, but I feel in the spirit that right now is a very fertile time to get busy, to get a Bible study chart, just to get busy. David had an understanding about being busy. He was a shepherd. He was a good one. The beautiful thing about him, he had such the understanding of uh, these are my father's sheep and this is my father's business. That when the lion and the bear came, it was just him and the sheep. But he had enough on the ball, enough on the understand, or enough understanding to know if I don't take care of these, this lion and this bear, it's going to get my father's sheep. As apostolic saints of God, our walks with God should be so on point and so powerful that we, we should not have to text pastor. We should not have to ask him at the next church service, hey, what do you think? About this. Now don't get me wrong. You should seek the counsel of the man of God in our lives. Be careful. But when it comes to our Father's business to reach in souls and winning people and tell them about the gospel, we, we should not have any hesitation or reservation or look for affirmation. We should find that through the word of God and our walk with God. Amen. It's an exciting time to live for God. Psalm 69 and 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify Him with thanksgiving. Let's read it again. I will praise the name of God with with a song. We've done that here tonight, haven't we? And will magnify Him with thanksgiving. Just for a little bit here tonight, the help of God, I want to preach about magnifying God. Magnifying God. Why don't we pray one more time? And ask God to help us here just for a few moments longer. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for another opportunity to come into your presence. God, I pray for every individual here tonight and for myself, Lord God, that we'd open the eyes of our hearts God, that we would receive your word, God, that we would take it and that we would plant it in our spirit, oh God, it would grow and bring forth fruit into our life, in Jesus' name, everyone said in Jesus' name, amen, you can be seated, thank you for standing in honor of the word of God. If you don't know by now, if this is your first service, you might be in question, But this is an apostolic church. Uh, There are many, if I could put it this way, sadly, but there's many flavors and many types of quote-unquote churches in this world that we live in here today. But this is the apostolic church. There are things about the apostolic church that sets us above and beyond one for foremost is that we are the first church. This church uh, was birthed in the book of Acts, and it's still alive and well and growing today. Amen? Amen. There are things, though, that uh, we take a stand, and there's some things that uh, make the foundation of this great gospel and doctrine, and first and foremost is the new birth message, We find that in John chapter 3 and verse 5 that Jesus tells Nicodemus that verily, verily I say unto thee except a man be born of water and of spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. This is the foundation of this apostolic doctrine. Yes, Acts 2.38 we have to repent just as Peter preached and we got to be baptized Uh, In the name of Jesus, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The new birth message is the foundation. it's, It's what we build this spiritual lifestyle and life upon. We are to be born again. The doctrines of some churches are that God loves you just the way that you are, so come as you are. Yes, we believe that here tonight. But there is something that's going to happen. God loves you. He loves all of humanity. But there's a change that has to happen. There's a change that is required. If we're going to see the kingdom of God or enter into it. And we have to be born again of water and of spirit. Amen. Amen. Being born of water is simply going down into a watery grave in the name of Jesus for the remission of our sins. And being born again of the Spirit is uh, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. That's the only way that that can happen. That's the only Bible and biblical way that people were born again in this Bible. We move on from there and we look at the apostolic church, and we can go from our salvation doctrine, and we find outward holiness. 1 Peter 1 and 16 says, Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. We are a people of holiness. There is separation in this apostolic church from this world that we live in. We are in this world, but we're not a part of it. We're not of it. This is not my home as the old song was written, but I'm just a passing through With Sisters, I'm not taking residency up here on this earth. But I'm here but but for a season and to feel the uh, the promise that God had given us and his people. That is to proclaim this gospel. But while I'm here, there's an identity of an apostolic person, and that outward list is holiness, and that starts obviously from the inward. But we find Leviticus 19 and 2 says speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel and say unto them ye shall be holy for I the Lord your God am holy. There, There are places we do not go into this world. Uh, we, we, we do not find our, our fashion in the magazines, in the Hollywood of this world, but we find it in a church. We find it in our spirit. We find it in sanctification and drawing close to God that we realize the garments of this world are, are not appropriate and not applicable for an apostolic person's life. I've got to be holy. We find in Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 26 it says and you shall be holy unto me for I the Lord am holy and have severed you from the other people that you should be mine. There's a separation that has to happen. We are people of holiness. Amen. We're a people of prayer. This church the apostolic church, and this church in particularly is a per- church of prayer. Pre-service prayers are powerful. They're essential. I'm not going to touch on this very long because pastor's been doing such a great job the last couple weeks on touching this. But it's uh, it's essential as As apostolic people, that we have a personal prayer life. That we find ourselves in the closet all by ourselves and praying to God. And that it's essential that we pray at church. And we come to pre-service to prayer because we want to forget about the things that happen on the job. And those things in the world and everything that's going on. So we can get our mind and our spirit in line with what God has for us in each and every service. Amen. Now we move on to what we've seen here tonight. Outward praise and worship. This one's a fun one. If you don't like to praise God and you don't like to worship God, then we might question you. If you don't like this church and the way that they worship, then we Well, we're going to kind of give you that Bible study here tonight. What you see here is biblical. The running of the aisles, the clapping of the hands, the raising of the hands. It is absolutely 100% biblical and it is correct. It is not out of order. (laughs) Psalms 47 and 1 says, oh, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God. With the voice of triumph. Why don't we take a moment and go ahead and act upon that right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. I give you praise. It is apostolic for a person to leap for joy. Because we find in Luke chapter 6 and 23 it says rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy for behold your reward is great in heaven for in like manner did their fathers unto the prophets it is biblical, it's appropriate why don't somebody stand upon your feet and leap for some joy right now I'm leaping for joy because I know my reward, it's waiting upon me hallelujah Jesus it's not out of order Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What you see going on in this service, in every church service that we attend, is biblical. That's okay. You see, singing. And we see, find that in Psalms 47 and 6, it says, sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our God. Sing praises. You think the psalmist wanted to make his point there? Sing praises. Do you get the point? <laughs> Sing praises. It's, 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 it's appropriate. You know why it's appropriate? Because the, the tongue is a powerful thing. It's so powerful. The Bible says it's the most unruly member of the body. But at the same time, God says, I'm going to use that unruly member. And I'm going to to make it glorify me. And not only that, but it's going to be the way. I'm going to use the tongue. And it's going to be the way you you come through salvation. Hey, you don't accept the Holy Spirit of the Holy Ghost. You speak in other tongues. That's the evidence of the Holy Ghost coming inside of you. So we use that tongue and we sing praises unto God. Psalms 149 and 3 says, let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. Now in Oklahoma, we call this a twofer. A two for one. Hey, we can have fun at church. Lighten up. Because he, he instructs us to let them praise his name in the dance. When's the last time you just just decided to cut a rug I can't dance? But when's the last time you thought, you know what, the spirit gets to move and you find your place into you know what, a place of praise and worship, you can get lost into it a matter of fact, that should be one of our prayers. When we're in that prayer room, God, I want to be a praiser tonight. God, I want to be a worshiper today. God, I want to be alone in your presence so I can praise you. I don't praise God so anyone else can look at me. I don't, I don't praise God and wonder, hey, I wonder if pastor's watching me right now. You know what? It should be out of the purity of your heart and the love of God that says, I'm going to dance for him. I'm going to sing for him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to worship him because I love you, Jesus. Jesus. We find the lifting of hands appropriate in church. Psalm 63 and 4 says, thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Psalms 134 and 2 says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Now when we lift our hands, we all know that it's a sign of surrender, correct? I'm surrendering to when we were kids, when this was politically appropriate, we played cops and robbers and cowboys and Indians. And when you got caught, you raised your hands and surrendered. But you know the beautiful and the most powerful thing about the raising of hands? It's not only a sign of surrendering, but it's a sign of victory. They have done studies. A blind person running in the Special Olympics never have seen anyone raise their hands in their life. But as they cross that finish line, it's in their their DNA, in their makeup for them to raise their hands in victory. They've never seen it done before. How beautiful is that So when we come into this sanctuary, when we lift our hands and praise and worship, it's not a sign of weakness, but it's a sign of God I surrender. But at the same time, it's a sign of victory. I, I, I can, I can, the Bible says that men ought to lift their hands without wrath or doubting, right? We ought to do it in Jesus' name because it's biblical. Now one thing. One of my favorite things is music. Has anybody ever been to a just dry, dead, boring church? I'm ashamed to say, but I've been to an apostolic church that was just dry. It was boring. It's not biblical. You know what? We have some of the finest and some of the best musicians. I would, we do. And music is an amazing thing. You know, they're finding music to help in the healing of surgeries and cancer patients in hospitals. And some genres work better than others. Now, me being from the South, I can't help it but the twang of a steel guitar and the whine of a southern gospel song there's just something about it if you never listen to jason crab you need to get home don't do it while you're driving unless you look it up before you leave the parking lot but look up jason crab daystar now I attempt, and I try, and I think I can sing it as good as that man, but I cannot. There's something about it, but I love all kinds of music, and it's it's all applicable and it's it's all right, and we're blessed around here to have some of the best music and choirs it's It's biblical now this is a passage of scripture that I don't. I don't need to read it, but there's just something about it when you begin to read it. That's Psalms 150, Brother Clark. It says, Praise you the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him to his according to His excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. That's right, Brother Reed. Verse 6. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Why don't, why don't we just take a moment. You say, I don't have a reason to praise him. You're sitting in this sanctuary tonight. He's giving you another day to live. You've got reason enough to praise him. That reason is just because he's God. And he's God all by himself. And he does not need any help. He does not need any suggestions. He's just God. And that's reason enough. When you say, I'm going through the worst year of my life, it doesn't matter. He's still God, and He's not going to change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So with that, I tell you, our praise should not change. We should praise Him day in and day out. We should worship Him when it feels good and when it doesn't. you got to get a made-up mind that I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to worship Him, I'm gonna praise him. I'm gonna worship him. There's a power, there's an authority. There's come on, somebody act upon it right now. If you're going through something, you ought to leap for joy right now. You ought to clap your hands right now. If you don't feel like it, do it anyways. I guarantee you, you give it one minute and you'll begin to start feeling it move from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Ah, when I think of his goodness and all that he's done for me, ah, I can't help it. Ah, I get excited. I get happy. i got to praise him. i got to praise him. i got to praise him. Yes, 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 yes. Now you're, you're standing there asking yourself, what in the world does this have to do with magnifying God? We understand that this is all biblical. We understand we got the one and only truth and the, the, the correct doctrine. And we carry it and we, we're people of holiness and we're people of prayer and separation. And we, we only believe in one God. We've got that nailed down. So what is this of this praise and worship? What is this all about? It's magnifying God. With thanksgiving. Brother Clark, you got that picture? You don't? I commission you right now. Not to Cabela's. Looking at fishing gear. But please find me a magnifying glass. When you look, the word magnifying, we're we're put it in the literal meaning. When you magnify something, you make it lar- you make it larger than it really is. Let's pause and say this. Some of you are still in this valley, some of you are still in the molah grub. some of you are still dealing with the same stuff with the same uh, problem because you've magnified it. because you, you've made it larger than it actually is. You've taken your spiritual magnifying glass and your mind, you you have warped it and twisted it into something far greater and far larger than it actually is. You're magnifying it. The beautiful thing about praise and worship is that's exactly what we're doing to God. It's we're, we're literally, and we say it, we pray, God, I magnify. God, I worship it. God, I praise you. But what you're doing, you're taking your whole life. You're taking every situation. And every time you make up your mind that I, I'm going to praise God and I'm going to worship him. What you're doing, you're making him. Now, this is amazing right here. But you're making him larger than your problems. But here, don't don't miss this. You can't magnify God with a magnifying God, God is God. We find in Isaiah 66 and 1 it says, Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Thank you, Brother Clark. That's that's how big the God that we serve. That's how great he is. That's how mighty he is. He is his Throne is heaven. And just like when you cats kick back in your lazy boy and that footstool, God's saying, the earth, that's my footstool. You know what, everything, I, I'm not here, don't get me wrong here. I'm not minimizing problems. I'm not minimizing situations. But it's all Perspective. We all go through things. We all hurt. We all we all fall down. We all make mistakes. We, we there, there's some things we go through that's our own fault. We it's the truth of the matter is we sometimes we go through things and we keep going through them because we keep making the same mistakes and keep going down the same. We're in a rut. We're in a cycle. The cycle's got to be broken for for at, for complete healness and. Pe- Complete uh, uh, restoration in people's life. and God wants that. But he requires, you know what? I believe in God can heal you right now in an instant. I believe he can perform a miracle. Anybody else believe that? I, I'm telling you right now. But there are some things that God requires you to do. There's some things that God requires us to do. But we're in the same thing. We're dealing with the same problems and all these situations because we're blowing it out of proportion. Right? That's in our vocabulary. We're blowing it out of proportion. And God's going, if you'll just turn and if you'll magnify me, if you'll praise me, if you'll you'll worship me, and if you'll if you'll let me guide you through this, David had an understanding. We've read a lot of scripture in Psalms because he had a lot of understand, uh, a lot of understanding about praise and worship he he was a praiser he was a worshipper did he not dance before the ark of the covenant coming into Israel oh yeah he did he had an understanding about it but david also made some some mistakes too and some failures but at the end of the day uh, uh, at the end of david's life and at the end of every day that he lived, he had, he realized deep down somewhere in there that God's greater and God's bigger than all of this. And, and that's, that's we have to put it in perspective. Turn the magnifying glass off of your problem and turn it towards God. He, that, I'm telling you, this is so simple here tonight. I know you're, we're used to, pastors teaching and preaching and it's amazing but don't miss the simplistic uh, amazing powerful things of the word of God and that's it's simply perspective just turn your attention turn your your turn. give God everything that you have your your full attention do you not remember when your mother get on to you and say hey pay attention to what I'm saying that's what God's trying to tell us here tonight I'm not doing it I'm not the pastor here but that's what God's saying is hey I've got this under control. Have I ever failed you? Now stop and think about it. Has God ever let you down? Has he ever left you high and dry? No, he hasn't. Why would he start in the year of 2019? Why would he try Why would he start in this trial? Why would he start walking out on people right now? He's not going to do it. But he's wanting us to understand that, hey, God's got this under control. Sometimes it, it's in our nature. It's the world that we live in. We, you've heard me say this before. We live in a YouTube generation to where I can fix it on YouTube. And you can't fix almost everything on YouTube. Brother Sargent's the best. Just ask him. He'll tell you. YouTube's awesome when it comes to fixing that. But YouTube's not going to fix your marriage. YouTube's not gonna fix. Are you hearing this? It's God. Turn the magnifying glass off of the, the off of the self-help book, and off. Come on now. Put your trust in God. Put your full devotion in the hands of God and say, I magnify you, Jesus. You're greater than any problem. You're greater than any issue in my life. I magnify you. I magnify you. I magnify you, Jesus. Mary had that understanding in Luke chapter 1 and verse 46. It says, and Mary said, my soul... Just magnify the Lord. Oh. We need to get that down in our spirit. that uh, when, I, when I feel like I'm going through, when I feel like I'm having a bad day, I'm just going to magnify God. and I'm Take your magnifying glass and put it to the Word of God. You know what? If we stay in line with the Word of God and the man of God in our life, we cannot fail. But once we step outside of the umbrella of that safetiness and that authority of the man of God and the word of God in our life, then we're in trouble. That's when we start looking around. You ever tried to look through a magnifying glass at something far off? You'll get sick. You're exactly right. You, It's not clear. It's it's like, huh, where, what, what's going on? It's like in school when they're teaching about uh, drunk driving and they put these, they make you drive a golf cart around. and show. That that's that's uh, that's the way it is when you drink and drive. That's the way it really is when you look through a magnifying glass. I'm sorry, it's a poor illustration, but it's just a simple truth. You lose your balance. You lose your sense of direction. It's it's the truth. But if you turn it to God and you turn it to the Word of God, then everything. Whoa! Hey, my God, I, that was there all along. You mean it says that he'll never leave me nor forsake me? You mean it says that he he won't put on me more than I can bear? Come on. Am I right, Elder Clark? It's the word of God. God's greater. He's more powerful. He has more authority than anything. Even Donald Trump. is truth we find in psalms 34 and 3 oh magnify the lord with me let us exalt his name together that's what we're doing when we gather together you know what you cannot afford to come to a church service and say i really don't feel like praising god tonight I just really, you know why? Because your brother and sister in Christ is depending on you and depending on your praise and worship. They may be coming in, going through the trial of their life, but it may be that night when you get up in your mind that I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him till something happens. I'm going to worship him till the walls come down. That's the night they'll get their victory. You want, you want an example? You want scripture? I'm glad you asked. Paul and Silas, they find themselves in the trial of their life. They're locked up in prison. Now, some of us, you know, we would have moped and pouted and whined and cried and listened to southern gospel. But you know what? The truth of the matter is, Paul and Silas says, no, I'm going to magnify God. What is the word says? They begin to praise. They begin to pray and sing praises unto God. You, you continue to read. You continue to read in that. And we know that there was an earthquake. And the shackles and the chains began to fall off of them. And the doors swung open. And the, the prison guard was ready to commit suicide. He said, oh my God, they're all gone. I'm... But Paul stopped them. To spare you the time here tonight not only Paul and Silas that night but every person in that prison walked out of that prison that night why because Paul and Silas they thought you know what it doesn't look good but I'm going to pray and I'm going to sing praises what were they doing? They were magnifying God. My, my God's bigger than this prison cell. My God's bigger than these chains that have held me bound long enough. You know what? You need to start telling that sin that held you bound up long enough that my God, the God of creation, the heavens and the earth, He's more powerful. He's my. Uh, go ahead, sister. He's greater. He's more powerful. My deliverance is in my praise. My healing's in my worship. Oh, come on. I'm almost done here tonight. Why don't somebody respond to this? I'm going to magnify him. I'm going to magnify him. Everything around me might be crumbling. Everything around me might be falling. But I'm going to magnify him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to give him everything I've got. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. You find the man Job. He's lost everything. Just like that. One messenger after, where did this come from? Miracles do happen. I've been spitting all over up here. I'm almost done now. Uh, anyways. Job loses everything. One messenger after another. Boom, 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 boom. Everything's gone. Him and his wife. Now, some of us, once again, we couldn't handle that. There's no way. We we just we we cut we just we would crumble and fall. But you know what Job did? <laughs> yeah. He fell to his knees. And he said, "You know what." The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. Is that, that, that has to reside in every one of us. That has to be in our apostolic DNA, just like our doctrine, just like, oh, we're not going to budge on that. We cannot budge on this right here. God, had, you know what like I said a while ago we go through some things because of our own doings and then there are things that God allows us to go through but it's not to hurt us. It's not to beat us down it's not to, but it's out of the love of God and it's a process. it's, it's, it's a process and he wants to he want, he sees some things in us and our spirits and I'm preaching to myself here and he allows us to go through things because he wants you know what son you know what daughter? You, there's something in you that, uh, that's got to be dealt with. And, and so there's going to be a season, and there's processes you're going to have to go through, and you're going to have to get that out of your spirit, and you're going to have to get that out of your mind. But it's not God hurting us, it's God helping us. But through it all, through everything, through everything, we got to magnify God. I wanted to so badly. I wanted to get a magnifying glass for every one of us here tonight so that we could put it somewhere, on our, ah, somewhere that you would see every day. That we'd make up in our minds that this can be a tool to help me or it can make my life miserable. That's the truth of the matter. It can help us or it can cause confusion. And chaos and everything else that's going on in our lives. I want to magnify God with every every ounce of me, every part of my body. I want to I, everything that I do, everything that I say. Uh, that I want it to glorify God. I want it to magnify God. You know, the truth of the matter is that comes in prayer. You know, it's often said and it's cliched that. You know, I want want people to see God through me. I want want people to see the light through me. Well, we know that light is God and His Spirit, the Holy Ghost that lives inside of us. But you know what? If we're not praying, that light is really weak. It would be like us going out in the middle of nowhere and taking a box of matches. We need to go this way, guys. And We try to lead a group of people. Oh, it went out. This way. And if you're going any any distance at all, before you make it to your destination, there'll be nothing left. But if we're people that are staying full of the Holy Ghost and full of God's Spirit and His light, we can go on our jobs and into our school campuses and the light can be so bright. And they're going, wait a minute, there's something different about you. They're, wait, what, what, what's going on here? And the light, and, and, and you know what? It's out of humility and it's out of humbleness that it happens. And it's like, well, let me, let me help you. Let me show you. This is what this is all about. And then we can go into this lost and dark world and we can be like a, a bazillion lumens. Flashlight and just go out there and just shine the light, and this is where you got to go, and this is what you got to do. Am I making any sense here tonight that when we're magnifying God, the glory and the power falls? And I'm done with this right here. Music, come, please. I know this because I grew up in a place that got really hot and really humid. Like it would get so hot that you could fry an egg on the sidewalk. And I would run around on the asphalt and play, and believe it or not, your feet would get calloused and used to all that. But if you took a magnifying glass and that dry old grass, you could set a fire and go. It's that powerful. And so when we turn that, Don't miss this. This is so simple. I'm sorry. This is the only way I know how to be, folks. But when you turn that to God, all that power. You know what? That's what they did on the day of Pentecost. They were in that upper room, and they were being obedient. They were praying, and they were magnifying God. And the fire fell. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues we, we got to have the fire. we got to have the help of God in our life. And the only way it's going to happen is when we magnify God. <laughs> he going set a fire in us that it won't be able to be contained. You can't stomp it out. You can't grab a rug and put it out. But it's going to burn. And it's going to burn so deep down in us that it's going to affect everywhere that we go. It's going to rub off on people. And it's going to them and it's gonna catch them on fire. Why don't we stand here tonight? I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost I felt this here tonight. There are some of you that are going through the trial of your life. There are some of you that are going through things here tonight. But God's wanting you to understand. Turn your attention to me. Your answers and your praise. Your answers in your worship, just magnify me, and I'll burn it all out. I'll burn all that bitterness out of your spirit. I'll, I'll burn all that, come on now, all that jealousy and that situation. I'll, I'll burn it out. I'll blot it out. I'll take care of it. But you got to learn to magnify me. God's a jealous God. When we begin to put other things in front of him, he becomes jealous. We gotta turn our attention. We gotta put everything back in perspective and say, I magnify you. I magnify you. I magnify you. I magnify you. Come on, right now. Let it come out of the depths of your soul. Come on, let's respond right now. In the name of Jesus, let's be fully apostolic. Everything that we talked about, everything we preached about here tonight, come on, let's, let's, let's be active upon that. Let's be proactive right now. Come on, raise your hands. Hallelujah. Oh, lift your voice up right now. God, I magnify you. God, I magnify you. God I can't do this on my own God I can't make it by myself I magnify you oh God you're greater come on right now this altar's open some of us need to come up here and take a moment and repent uh, for turning our attention elsewhere but let's turn it right back to God come on Jesus I magnify you I need you God hallelujah he'll meet you right here he's right here right now He'll take care of it. I magnify you, Jesus. I magnify you. I magnify you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's not the end of the road. It's not hopeless. Oh, your case is not hopeless. Your situation is not hopeless. There's hope, but it's all in magnifying God. It's all in turning your attention to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on. We're hallelujah right now in the name of Jesus. He's going to provide that job. He's going to provide that need. Oh, but you gotta turn your attention back to the one who, who's in control. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Hallelujah right now come on Oh hallelujah hallelujah. Well, I just don't see how it's going to work out. I just don't know how it's possible. Just magnify God. Oh, all things are possible. Oh, all things are possible. Oh, just magnify God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on! If you know someone's going through it right now, why don't you go to them? Oh, brother to brother and sister to sister, why don't we strengthen one another here tonight? Hallelujah, Jesus! I magnify you. I magnify you. Oh, you're greater. You're greater. You're bigger. Hallelujah! You're more powerful. You're stronger than anything, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He's got your answer, he's got your answer, he's got your answer. Just magnify him, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He knows your every care, he hears your every prayer. Oh, all that I need, I find in Jesus. All that I need, I find in Jesus. All that I need, I find in Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I praise you, I praise you. I magnify you, I glorify you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 That's it. Come on. Why don't you praise him? Let's turn this into praise right now. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands right now. Lift your voice. Come on, praise him. Hallelujah, praise him. Yes. I magnify you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, I praise you. I glorify you. I magnify you. I praise you. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Hands lifted up. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus, I magnify you. That's it. Hallelujah. Come on, let's worship Him. Come on, let there be a voice of praise, a shout of victory go up in this place. We're more the conquerors. We are the glorious through Christ Jesus. Come on, yes. I lift my voice up not in frustration. I don't lift my voice up in but God, I lift my voice up in praise right now. I praise, you, I, praise you, I, praise you, I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. Come on, yes, yeah. that's amen. it. ikia, ikia, Hallelujah! 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 Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! Yes! yes 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 hallelujah 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 in Jesus name Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somewhere along the road, we've lost our focus. Somewhere along the path, we've gotten distracted. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. But God's saying, come on. Oh, you can make it. You can make it. Hallelujah we find in the New Testament we find in the New Testament that Jesus enters the house of Martha scripture tells us that Martha was busy the Bible says that she was cumbered about taking care and preparing this and that but we find Mary at the feet of Jesus Martha we find Know in scripture kind of had an attitude problem, anyways. She comes in there and goes, Jesus, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm doing all these things. for my sister, she, Mary's just sitting right there. She's not helping. You know what Jesus responded to her? Mary's found and is doing the Bible says this one needful. She was entertaining Jesus. She was in a posture of praise. She was in a posture of worship. And Jesus lets us know that's one needful thing. You know what? Truth of the matter is, we ever get away from that, we're gonna find ourselves right back at the feet of Jesus. We take these rabbit trails on this journey of living for God. We always find Right back at the feet of Jesus. It's perspective. Peter, when Jesus beckoned him out onto the water, when Jesus was walking on water, he said, Peter, come, come forth. All along, while Peter had his eyes on Jesus, he was able to walk on water. But when he was distracted by the winds and the waves, he took his eyes, he took his perspective off of Jesus. He began to sink he found himself once again at the feet of Jesus God, gee, he had to pull him out of the water it's all perspective you can go here tonight leave here and knowing that as long as I stay at the feet of Jesus as long as I magnify him if I put everything in perspective it's all going to be okay anybody believe that? Can anybody testify to that tonight? God's brought me through some stuff. Hallelujah. One -one more time, we just praise Him. Come on, let's worship Him. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness, Jesus.